Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam. That's our number. We'd like for you to keep it handy. Please don't lose it. Uh, We appreciate you being part of our radio family here on the Morning Jam. It is Wednesday. Hopefully you're off to a a good start this morning. We uh, have your thought of the day. Are you ready for that? Courage is the most important of all the virtues because without it, no other virtue can be practiced consistently. We can't be kind, true, merciful, generous, or honest. Hmm. I'm not seeing a lot of courage these days, I have to tell you. So it's probably little wonder we're dealing with some of the things we're dealing with in the country. Here's another number we don't want you to lose. Our text number, 434 248 0704. Today, in addition to being the first day of Lent, is also National Walk Your Dog Day. Do you even have to walk your dog anymore? Now yeah, that I don't you're have a homeowner? A f- yeah, I don't have a fence. Oh, so you're still walking? Yeah, I walk him. It's probably good to do that anyway. So. Yeah. And does he like his new digs where he's walking? I think so. You think so? If the dogs, there are some noisy dogs that get out, are like if they're out, that makes it a little difficult because he'll bark back at them. But other than that, it's and fine. then walk you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can do that sometimes. Uh, today is National Walk Your Dog Day, so we've got some dog day trivia for you. Say that uh, three times fast. I can't. Uh, there are lots of myths about dogs. I want you to tell me which one of these myths is actually true. A Dogs are colorblind. B, dogs eat grass when they're sick or want to get sick. Uh, C, dogs have clean mouths. Or D, none of the above. They're all myths. That's what I want to know. 434-248-0704. You think? Well, Hokie is eating grass and then throwing up sub- subsequently. So I could say B, but I still think you're trying to trick oh, us. Oh, you guys are sending them in now. Janet, I think you're trying to trick us. You think so? Yeah. Uh, Johnny says colorblind. Uh, grass. Several people have said grass already. I will tell you, I I have an argument with Mark about dogs having clean mouths all the time. Uh, he swears, I don't risk it. He swears they have clean mouths. I'm like, you are insane. I, That's the craziest when Ho- thing. Hokey likes to lick, like me, R- right? People, Most every, dogs places, do. things, and a cut. Like if you get a cut or something, they will work that cut like nobody's business. Yeah, I've, I, I. He tries to lick my face. I try to avoid it. Now I, I don't avoid it probably as much as I should. But we argue about that one a lot. We'll have the answer coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, on this day in history, in 1942, World War II, President. Franklin Roosevelt orders MacArthur out of the Philippines as America's defense collapse there. In uh, 1968, the rock group Genesis, oh my gosh, I love them so much. They released their first record, Silent Sun. And then at the 1980 Winter Olympics on this day in Lake Placid, Miracle on Ice, U.S. Olympic hockey team made up of amateur and college players 
takes on the Soviet crew in a shockingly unexpected turn, wins their medal round match four to three. Have you ever watched that? I mean, you're you're a sports guy. Yeah. Um, have I watched the movie Miracle? No. Have oh, you, the game. Have you yeah. actually watched Both. the game? You have watched Both. the game. I mean, just Al Michaels uh, calling holy it. Holy cow! Do you believe in miracles? Right. Fun fact: that wasn't the gold medal. Like they still had to win another game to get the gold medal. Yeah, but still, it was such a big deal. And you have to remember—you don't know this because you weren't alive during that time. But but you also have to remember that period of time. It was the heart Russia of the cold. Yeah. was just the enemy. I mean, he was Rocky's enemies. He was Red Dawn. It professional was wrestling. The Russians were the everything. The bag, which yeah, it was it was a big deal for sure, big deal. And 1997, Dolly the sheep, the world's first cloned mammal, is announced by the Roslyn Institute in Scotland. That was also a big day. Very controversial stuff going on there, no doubt. If it's your birthday today, happy birthday to you. You share it with singer James Blunt. He turns 48 years old today. I saw your face in a crowded place. And I don't know what to do. A very weird video. He's basically taking all of his shirts off. It's like a, it's like a video of strip poker. I don't know. It's very it's very weird. I don't understand it at all. It's like why do you keep why are you taking off another shirt and another shirt and another shirt? But he is. Uh, also turning 48 years old today is actress Drew Barrymore. Here she is talking with Adam Sandler about some movies that they've made together. The Wedding Singer. I wasn't allowed to sing Grow Old With You to Drew before we sang it. The Not actual, at once. I said, I wrote that, that song. I don't want to hear it. That's my out. reaction on film for yeah. the first time. I did that with Forgetful Lucy, too. That's right. That's right. I forgot they did so many movies together. They did a lot of movies together, actually. Uh, also having a birthday today is actor and writer of The Office, Paul Lieberstein. He turns 56 years old. He plays the much-hated Toby, although in this scene, he initially it seemed like he was going to make some leeway with Michael, maybe. It's working. I'm doing it. It's really sad that your dog ran away, but why did it keep you from going to the park? I was afraid I would find him in the park playing with another kid. Why? I guess that's why I thought he ran away in the first place, to find a kid he liked better. Dogs don't do that. Right? Why would yeah. a dog do that? That's, I don't know. When I hear myself say it, it just sounds ridiculous, but I never said it out loud. So. Yeah, and then, it, of course, it turned ugly, and he started saying ugly things about Toby again, because that's what Michael's character did. Uh, also having a birthday today is TV co-host Clinton Kelly. I love Clinton. Uh, he's on The Chew. I first got to know him in What Not to Wear, which he's really good at uh, at dressing people, teaching people how to dress better. He is turning 54 years old today. We are making over a gentleman who has not worn long pants since, nine, since 1987. At first I thought Just this was John, he wears that pants. Is not Are you trying to take a, a shot at me? No. He has not worn long pants, man pants, since 19... <laughs> 1987. He is not. And... His wife was there saying, would you please get my husband to wear pants? He didn't wear pants at their wedding. Like he had his tuxedo pants 
cut off. I mean, every photo that he has for 17 years is him is wearing shorts. Pat McAfee made a lot of money from from uh, from doing, you know, granted he was an NFL punter, but he, he's made a lot of money since then doing an internet TV show, and he doesn't wear pants that often. Uh, that so. often, but does he wear them sometimes? He only wears them when he does, he, he like, probably, Friday Night Smackdown and College Game Day, but, like, he typically, he's known for wearing shorts. He probably would wear cut pants. cut shorts. At a formal wedding. Though. No, at his wedding, he wore short. He, I think. Let me. I, I gotta look at it. I, I think he wore the. He did the. They, the shorts. All I know is these women must. Re- unless you're wearing a kilt, I should not be seeing your knees at your wedding. That should not be happening. Last wedding, no, second to last wedding I went to uh, for my one of my best friends. She, her dad, and his best friend wore kilts. Kilts. I'm all about the kilt. I, now, women think. I, I can't speak for all women. I find kilts very sexy, especially if you have good legs. So the kilt thing I can get by with not wearing pants for 17 years, wearing shorts, kind of weird. Uh, our last birthday is singer Tom uh, Higginson of the Plain White Tees. He's turning 44 years old today. This is like one of my favorite, one of those surprise videos that they do of course they're best known for their song delilah here he is surprising a young cancer patient whose name is delilah and she loves that song and she listens to it every day and he shows up in her hospital room and he sings that song to her it is the sweetest video so sweet City, I'm a thousand miles away, but girl, tonight you look so pretty. Yes, you do. <laughs> Times Square gets not as bright as She's you. so happy. I swear it's true. Oh, it's what you do to Nurses, me. doctors, they're all hey singing. Hey there, Delilah, here's to you. Oh. Yeah! Oh, it's the sweetest video. If you want to feel good and get out of your own head for a while, that would be a really good one to watch for sure. Uh, Back to our Mind Jam trivia this morning. Uh, We are asking you about dogs because today is National Walk Your Dog Day. So we ask you about dog myths. And I wanted you to tell me which one of these myths is actually true. Is it A, dogs are colorblind, B, Dogs eat grass when they are sick or they want to get sick. C, dogs have clean mouths. Or D, they are all myths. None of them are true. Uh, Most people are saying colorblind, although the grass thing is coming in a close second. What say you? I think you're tricking us. I'm going to go D. I always always suspect you tricked us. I'm I'm going with D. You're so suspicious. Why would you think such a thing? What is this? How long we worked together now? Two uh, years? <laughs> something like that. I'll have the answer for you coming up here in just a little bit. Keep our numbers handy. 866-916-3776. Clearly, you have the text number because you guys are like blowing that up this morning. Thanks for joining us this morning on The Morning Jam. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to The Morning Jam. The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. 
key is on key. It's Oscar. <laughs> He's on America's Got Talent. <laughs> it cracks me up because he actually goes up and down with the notes. so funny to me that that dog can actually howl in tune. Uh, we play that for you because our Mind Jam trivia today is talking about dogs. It's National Walk Your Dog Day. We were talking about dog myths, and I wanted you to tell me which one of these myths is actually true. Um, the choices were, A, dogs are colorblind, B, Dogs eat grass when they don't feel well or they want to get sick. Uh, C, dogs have clean mouths. Or D, they are all miss. Um, the colorblind thing was the number one choice this morning by text. Uh, grass also came in uh, a, a little bit up ahead, you know, right behind that one. But the answer is D. All of those are myths. All of them. Uh, other myths about dogs Wagging tails reflect happiness. Not true. See, I was right. Because you like to play games. I know. I, I mean, I just thought I thought the thing with them eating grass was true. I thought that one was true. When I was researching and doing the the um, thing for today, I thought that was a true statement. So, uh, dog years also can't be measured based on human years. So Lauren Green's a liar. I thought the grass thing was right too, but I um. Yeah. I just, I, I didn't trust you. According to scientists, they say no. Uh, raw meat serves as a good diet. Actually, that's not true either. It's a good component, but shouldn't be exclusive. Uh, that also, that dog parks are healthy spaces. That's a myth. Not true. Um, and uh, so there you go. Now you know. Those were some things that I did not know. So hey, it's also Lent today. First day of Lent. Uh, a little bit later on the show, we're going to talk about how you can quit almost anything and how you can do that. you and giving something up for Lent? I don't really do the Lent. Th I mean, that's not, I wasn't raised with, with that. I was raised oh. Baptist. Okay. We don't give up nothing. <laughs> Good, because I, mean, I was, I was going to tell you I wasn't either, but I didn't want to be boxed into a corner, so I got ahead of it. Oh, okay. Well, as, as he chugs a sugary coffee drink. <laughs> Just keep it away from the keep it away from the board. That's all I ask. It's got a, it's got a top. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Hey, a little bit later on, uh, when we come out of news at the bottom of the hour, we're going to be talking with Councilman Marty Mischens about uh, the latest on Lynchburg City Council. Uh, to say that it's gotten off to a rocky start is really putting it mildly. Um, so we'll take a look and see. Uh, how things are going based on on what his thoughts are and are we going to be able to accomplish some things and get some things done i certainly hope so we also have some stories in the news including uh, more information coming out about that incident at river ridge mall uh, four juveniles have been charged following that incident ages 13 14 16 and 17 Folks, if your 13-year-old is hanging out with a 17-year-old, you've got a problem. That is not normal. Pretty sure. And also, why is a 13-year-old by themselves at the mall? Would be my other question. Um, so we also found out that more than one of those guns 
was stolen. Initially, we thought it was one stolen gun. It's actually two stolen guns. Uh, so we are getting more details out about that situation. Also, a story out of Appomattox where a woman has been charged after a fight breaks out at Walmart. Now, I know you guys think I'm crazy. And those of you who know me or have listened to the show know that Walmart terrifies me. I, I just... I, I don't I don't know if I'm a Walmart I've been called a Walmart snob I don't know maybe that's maybe that's it you but, just go to the white person white people version of it Target no I do not that's that's what I was no that was just uh, a joke. oh no I, no I don't you don't I go don't, to Target either I do not go to Target I'll, no I'll go to I'll go to both I I don't I don't go to Target in Kansas Walmart was kind of it was either that or Dollar General like only only two choices for that was, that, was, that was pretty much it. No, don't I don't do that. Uh, this was my this is literally from last Friday. This is my text exchange with my husband. Walmart terrifies me. He sends a laughing face. I say back, I'm quite literally the only woman here wearing real clothes and not pajama wear. He sends me back, show off. I said also the only one who smells like a girl. He says, okay, that's gross. Because everybody smelled like cigarettes on Friday. I don't know what that's about, but that's what it was. Then I said, also, the only one who's buying vegetables. I may have PTSD. It wasn't good. You, myself, your husband and myself would have a very similar reaction to those, to the way you text. Like, if you texted me that, I would probably be like, okay, like, <laughs> Oh, oh, oh no! He was completely, he was completely participating in it. I was, I would have just like, yeah, I would have laughed and then been like, yeah, cool. It, no, he knows when I go to Walmart for him, it is out of love because I just, I don't, I don't. It was bizarre. Well, it was a bizarre situation. Well, watch this transition. You ready? I, I got this. We're talking about stores. Yes. Now we're gonna go local with it. Okay. Hot's on the line. Oh, hey. How about that? Hi. Good morning. How are you? Hey, how you doing, Jen? I'm doing good, doing very well. Yep. The yep. opposite of Wal the opposite of Walmart. Customer service, here we are, right? Yes. You know? Yes, F and L market for sure. <laughs> yeah. And that he was he was saying, do, do you shop at Walmart or Target? No, I don't. You know where I shop. I, I, I come I see you. Um, and yep. then of course we have a lot of things that we we have grown and, and put up ourselves, but yeah. Yep. Right. Well, I appreciate you shopping with us, but we, you know, I had to go to Walmart last night in Bedford, and I was like, you know, to pick up something because I live in Bedford, and there's not a lot of options at, at right. 9 o'clock at night. And, right. Uh, I was like, why in the world? And I look around, and I mean, there's no customer service. And no. Somebody watching these, watching me scan my product. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, come on, you know, you uh can ring it up just as well as I can. Right. And this I mean, was one know. of those, this is one of those situations where, you know, I, I needed a, like a variety of things. It was like a weird mishmash of things that I needed to pick up and I really need to do it in one stop. And that's, that's what I'll break down and finally go to Walmart. But it's right. uh, many times I'm like, what was I thinking? I just don't know. Yeah. Don't know what I was well, thinking. I was well, I was I was listening to Fox uh, Business yesterday, and uh, there's a Kentucky town who has ten 
either jo- Dollar Generals or Family <laughs> Dollars, and they were interviewing them, one of the supervisors of that that town, and they said, "What? What? Why, why did you end up with all these?" It's because all the big box stores came there, ran all the independent stores right. out of business, and then once they had run them out of business, they realized, well, there's not enough business for us here, so they all packed up and left, and now there's there's not even one independent grocery store in that Kentucky market now in a small town, yeah. and uh, because you know, so and it and it's support, it's important, yeah, yeah, support your local businesses. I mean, it is so much. You know, you don't realize that, you know, the people I employ are all local people. And generally, our average age is over 50. So, I mean, you know, there you go. Right. All right. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you so much, Todd. Appreciate you you calling in. And, of course, I mean, also, F&L is like really the only in in Lynchburg. it's, It's really your only local butcher shop. If you're if you're needing something custom done, FNL's kind of kind of it. And I've never seen a fight break out at the FNL, uh, unlike the Walmart in Appomattox, where apparently there was a throwdown in aisle five. We'll talk about that and some other headlines coming up here on the morning jam. Good morning. Hope you're having a, a good Wednesday so far. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. Mild conditions continue over the next few days. I'm meteorologist Christian Johansson. For today, we'll see plenty of cloud coverage, some on and off showers possible in the morning, highs in the afternoon in the lower 60s. We'll see decreasing clouds Wednesday night with our lows in the mid to upper 50s. Thursday, we could see some records broken, mostly sunny highs in the lower 30s. Our next best chance of rain arrives on the weekend. And currently we have uh, in Bedford 46 degrees, also in Lynchburg. Roanoke has 47, Danville 49, 46 in Salem, and uh, we have 45 in Amherst, 46 in Appomattox. It's pretty much cloudy everywhere, uh, but temperature's not going to be bad today. We're going to be well into the 60s in most areas, uh, 72 the expected high for the Danville area today. So that's kind of cool well it is the first day of lent and there are many people who participate in that ash wednesday uh taking place and if uh you're looking to quit for lent or just because you're trying to give things up um you know there are lots of suggestions on how you might want to to give up things uh in late winter uh, many Christian traditions call for a time of contemplation and self-discipline. Starting on Ash Wednesday, many of the faithful will choose to fast or forego pleasures like uh, coffee, perhaps alcohol in observance of Lent. Some people give up meat uh, during Lent, uh, a 40-day period of spiritual reflection that leads to the celebration of Easter Uh, Lenten sacrifices are also becoming increasingly popular among the secular as well. 
who embrace it as an opportunity for introspection and renewal. If you're looking to give something up this season, whether it's for spiritual reasons or just for a simple uh, reset, they uh, they have lots of articles out there that give you advice on how to quit just about anything. Uh, talking about how what you gain when you give up things, uh, voluntarily sacrificing pleasurable things, reset your senses, and they say you know gives you more self control in general. Uh, there's articles about you know simple ways of breaking a bad habit. Um, tactics that that can help you beat that next urge. There's also all kinds of of apps uh, that are out there. Although one of the articles, it, it, one of the the things they talk about is how to stop looking at your phone, which I think that would be something very difficult for people to give up. I'm going to give up paying bills, and then I'm going to call it and be like, "Cable bill. Uh, this is religious reasons. You have to skip this month." Right. You, right. And, you can't and then and then you can give up paying your mortgage credit because card, you'll be in jail. Credit so, card. <laughs> you won't have to do that. I just credit card. You know. Yeah. You, religious exemptions. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Let for me a know month, I just get a month off of payments. <laughs> just, a, just a month. But then, what are you going to do when it all comes due? No, together? it's just it's it's called. Just skip it. Yeah, they, they don't count. Like ah. it's as if I did pay, but I didn't pay. Oh, see, that's adorable. But you've been adulting far too long to know that that's not going to work. I know, but I thought that was really funny. That is, it's, it's a nice try. You can see if you can make it happen. Good morning. Uh, you are on the morning jam this morning. It's Janet. Who's this? Hey, Janet. How you doing? Hey, I'm good, Alan. How are you? Not too bad. Hopefully a better connection today. But uh, I'm Yeah, that was not Walmart. good yesterday. Yeah, I'm also a Walmart snob, and I just wanted to agree with you. And uh, I just hate going in there and hate being around Biden voters, as I call oh. them. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know that it's know, just that, Biden voters. But. Uh, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. I, I don't but. I don't think of myself as a snob, but I will tell you I don't do well at the Walmart. I would argue that Well any any Walmart <laughs> family supports Biden too. Let's not forget that, but uh, you know, so they it it tends to draw a lot of low class people and I just uh you know, I'm not cool with that, the pajama crowd and everything. I I feel like you should dress up and go to the grocery store like my grandma used to do. But well, now I don't you know, dress up, but I do clothes. at least put clothes on. Yeah, you know? at least put decent clothes on. And my grandma used to dress up to go to the grocery store in Brookneal, and I would go with her there. And um, oh, know, I remember so. when they would wear when men would would put on a a suit and a a tie to go to the movies. I mean, oh I, yeah, I agree. That I was crazy that too, but. Uh, but, uh, hey, I just wanted to let you know Tulsi Gabbard is headed up to uh, East Palestine today. Mm. I just saw that on her uh, Facebook post. And uh, she's going up there with Trump and Biden. And speaking of jerkweed Biden, he's not doing anything to help these people up there. And Pete well, He's in Poland, though. Budapest. You know, he's uh, in Poland. Well, they, they gave five, I mean... Why are you giving five hundred million to Zelensky? You you trying to start World War Three over there, Biden? I mean, for God's sakes, man! Yeah, um, it, stop it, it. I never I have mean, a good you thumb, gave each warm one fuzzy of us. feeling. I ended it up, Janet. Yeah, 
I ended it up, Janet, and all of us could have $1.3 million if he would have gave up that money. <laughs> Jeez. So. Yeah. Well, added up. How much but but I will tell you, this war is going to have to end. We're going to talk a, a little bit later on about, you know, the, the things that are going to be in short supply in 2023. And thank yeah. you for calling, Alan. Um, and a lot of that has to do with everything that's going on in the Ukraine right now. A lot of the shortages that we're going to be seeing is because they are providers of, of so much of our, our food and goods uh, from that part of the world. Another caller on the line. Good morning. You're oh, on. Yeah. Oh, oh, hey, Salty. Yeah, it's, it's Salty. Hi. He's excited. I only heard, only heard one side of that conversation that you just had. Uh-huh. All I heard was that you was, hopefully you got clothes on. You said something about having clothes on, and then you was Poland. I mean, Janet. Oh, my. Uh, what happened to the show since Mark left? You're talking about Poles and not <laughs> Who are you talking clothes? about? Who's this Mark person? Uh, uh, I miss Mark so much. I know you miss him, too. Salty. Uh, well, no, I was saying I, you sort of miss him. A, I sort of miss him. <laughs> right, right. No, anyway. I, I'm, I'm saying I went to Walmart on Friday and I was oh. the only lady there who wasn't wearing pajama. On? No, I had clothes. They all had clothes on. They, okay, let rewind. They wearing pajamas. They were wearing pajamas at the Walmart. Yes, some of them even had on uh, what my my mom would call Walmart house shoes. Rustburg. Was you in Rustburg or something? <laughs> no, no. Madison Heights. Yeah, yeah. I was in Hogtown. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that explains it. <laughs> Do you think so? Well, yeah, that explains a lot. Oh, my. Miss Salty, I she doesn't see. wear pajamas when she goes shopping, does she? You know, <laughs> I've seen one of them Walmart, you know, pictures of Walmart of a woman on a basketball pole in a pajamas doing funky things at Walmart. Oh, no. You know, oh, Lord of mercy. That's that not thing good. was not PG-13, that's for sure. But that's not why I called, Janet. Okay. Why'd you call? Well, it's because it's Lent. Yes. And I won't, I won't get the Lent out of my belly button first, <laughs> but then I want to talk to you about cheese. Salty wants to give up cheese, oh. and I'm having a hard time with it, Janet. Oh, my. And I don't oh, think, no. I, I don't, I don't I think my five and nine is going to help either. Oh, so Lord. you're going to try to give up cheese for Lent? I'm, well, I, how, how long does Lent go for? Till Easter. Uh, what? Um, yeah, it, it it's like 40, day, 40 days. Yeah, it's about a month. A little yeah. more than a month. Yeah, it's 40 days. Oh, Janet. When I pull up to McDonald's, I'm going to have to say, give me a quarter pounder. Hold the cheese? Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, and you're going to be saying, but you know what? Here's the good news. By the end of the 40 days, you probably won't even yeah. miss the cheese anymore. How about that? Well, that's that sounds like a tragedy. <laughs> Janet, I, I called for help, not to get, oh my gosh. Well, maybe you could I'm, give up something else. Maybe you could give up alcohol. You and Delmont could go together oh, and you could Lord. give up. Now, now, now you're meddling. Now you're oh. meddling, Janet. <laughs> too far, huh? All too right. Too far. Sorry. Bridge, uh, cheesy bridge gone too far. Well, I, I think I might be able to give up cheese. How about if I just said I give up certain kinds of cheese? Does that count? How about this? You only eat Swiss cheese because it's got holes in it, so it's not like a full thing of cheese. 
Yeah, well, I think Craig, I think you're skirting around the whole purpose of Lent. There you go, talking about skirts and poles and cheese again. <laughs> Holy Lordy, Lordy me! Well, I I reckon I reckon I could talk to Miss Salty. She could maybe hold off on some of them casseroles she's got in the in the hopper. Right. Uh, and I guess I better tune out if your five and dine has cheese in it. It it definitely does. It definitely does have oh, cheese Lord. in it, but it doesn't have meat in it. A lot of people are giving up meat for Lent, so there you go. Neither. Well, no, uh, Todd down there at FNL ain't going like that. Uh, <laughs> no, I got to keep eating the meat. Well, I love you guys. I just figured I'd see if I could get a little insight on the cheese. Uh, right. When does Lent start? Today. Today. <laughs> oh, oh. Have that's you already screwed it up? Oh well, I had cheese on my eggs already, Janet. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna oh. have to. Oh, you just hang in there. You got you got this. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. I'll talk to you guys later. All right. He's already given up. He's completely like That's basically me turn uh, lit. Okay. All right. It's time for Janet's five and dine on the morning jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market there on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg. Cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day. But now some folks, well, mostly on Fridays, they give up um, meat on Fridays. Sometimes they'll have fish. Uh, we're giving you a recipe today that is meatless. So if you want to have a, a meatless day, you can do that. Uh, but it's really delicious. It's a pierogi casserole, and it's pretty delicious. In a skillet, you're going to saute your onion and butter until that onion is translucent, and then set that aside. In a bowl, you're going to combine, just bear with me, it's very good, trust me, uh, cottage cheese, egg, onion, salt, and then in another bowl, you're going to combine mashed potatoes, two-thirds of a cup of cheddar cheese, salt, and pepper, and then you're going to take three cooked lasagna noodles and place them in a 9 by 13 inch dish. Top it with a cottage cheese mixture and three more noodles. Top it with a potato mixture and the remaining noodles and then your sauteed onion. And then you're going to top it with one third of a cup of shredded cheddar cheese. See, this is why this was not good for salty. Uh, Then you're going to cover and bake it at 350 degrees until it's heated through about 30 minutes. Let it stand for 10 minutes. That way it'll cut and serve really beautifully. Serve it with some chopped chives and sour cream. If you love pierogies, you will love this uh, casserole, basically, that will get you pierogies for a crowd. Check it out by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by FNL Market, where their meats are a cut above. Stick around. When we come back, we'll be talking with Councilman Marty Mischens on the way. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam. Today, uh, on this day in history, we were talking about uh, 1968, the rock group Genesis releasing their first record, Silent Sun. That was the beginning of a legacy there. Our toll-free number is 866-916-3776. On the Morning Jam, we talk about a little bit of everything. Uh, National, local, regional, lifestyle, uh, we pretty much cover it all. Uh, This morning, we welcome in studio Marty Mischens. He's the new councilman at Lynchburg City Council, and he is uh, joining us this morning. 
Good morning, Marnie. Good morning, Janet. Thanks for having me this morning. Yeah, glad you're here. Uh, so let's talk about council. I went away to Florida for about a week. How was it? Uh, it was it was lovely. It was it was nice. Uh, and then I came back to another city council meeting that was just a hot mess. What the heck? Why can't we all get along? Well, I mean, we need to do that. We do need to do that, yeah. And, and we need to start getting results for our citizens. Mm-hmm. That's what they elected a 5-2 Republican majority to do. And frankly, that hasn't happened yet. It's 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 not happening. There's it, been some minor wins, um, some pretty important wins, I think. Like? Uh, well, we ended vaccine discrimination in the city as an employment policy. That didn't okay. take a vote. That just took a conversation. Recently, I was uh, told about some displays at the Lynchburg Courthouse Museum that actually promoted political ideology like feminism and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And again, it simply took an email and those things were removed because our public tax dollars should not be promoting political positions. And so you don't see that as stifling a um, uh, First Amendment right? It came in through a constituent that was concerned about public funds being used to portray and promote political ideology. So okay. I just forwarded that concern on to city staff, and they promptly took care of it, and I was thankful for that. I, you know, I, I wonder, are we going to get to a point to where nobody can, can express, and I'm certainly not a feminist. I get beat up a lot because I'm not a feminist. I'm, I'm too feminist for the conservatives and i'm not feminist enough for the feminists so i'm just kind of stuck in the middle where you know money gets tight but i guess mm-hmm. i'm doing all right in the words of a country song uh but I, I you know i do think we have to be careful about with some of that uh, a little bit um absolutely i i totally agree we we don't want to stifle speech we don't want to stifle creativity and innovation because we're just chasing our tails sometimes if this side's trying to shut down this side and this side's trying to shut down this side and i feel like that's what's going on uh in, in council right now i had a conversation with a, a a girl last night and uh was talking about why i don't get more involved in in actual politics i don't i just don't have the stomach for it it feels like the only way people think they can win is if they trash anybody that they see as a threat. And I feel like that's what's going on in, in city council right now. Well, I mean, there's definitely a lot of that. And there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that weren't caught on hot mics. Mm-hmm. Uh, that no one's innocent. No one's innocent. And there were a lot of things that were caught on hot mics, like um, uh, the Jeff Huggleson calling the mayor... Uh, the stupidest person. I mean, I, I went and listened to that, used our technology here and it cranked it way up. Probably was not the right approach. I won't uh, say that it was. And, no, it's uh, not. It's, it's embarrassing. Know, I think that that was damaging. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. Right. Uh, but uh, on the flip side of that, what wasn't caught was when Larry Taylor was cussed out by Chris Feraldi in the first meeting behind the dais, and I was sitting right there. He was he was cussed out? By Chris Feraldi. Where? In the middle of a meeting. In the middle of a meeting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I can't repeat what was said, uh-huh. obviously, because of the profanity. But uh, I, I just don't appreciate that. And when you have one side, and we'll say Chris Feraldi's that one side, that's consistently pushing and provoking Jeff, which which I would say is the other side right now. Um, Who does un- his own share of pushing and provoking? 
I mean, if you go back, have you gone back and looked at that video? I've been watching council meetings for many years. I've watched that video. I looked at that video. So do you do you find? Um, and the thing about it is, I, I like I like everybody on council, but I also um, am a, I'm, I'm a very blunt person. I found his demeanor extremely condescending. Well, I can tell you that I really certainly didn't appreciate it when the mayor bullied me to stand up over the whole thing she went on about her husband, which was highly inappropriate against the rules of procedure. And um, I'm not there for my own recognition. So to force me to, to tell me, because I wasn't standing up when she asked the veterans in the room to stand up, I'm not there to recognize myself. I'm there for the citizens. That's who I represent. Uh, it was almost kind of humiliating for her to repeatedly tell me to stand up and then force me to stand up. And Because uh, they were acknowledging veterans? Because they were acknowledging veterans. I'm happy to acknowledge the veterans in the crowd. I don't need that recognition. I don't need to be forced to stand up. I'm there to represent the people. It's not about me. But why would that be a hill to die on? I mean, you are. I'm not a saying it's a hill to die on. I'm just you brought but, up. That well, point. I, I know, but I, I, but I, I don't. I, I guess I don't understand why people pick certain things to to stand their ground on. That seems a very benign thing. The fact is, you are a veteran. So what's the big deal? Well, if I didn't stand up, why make an issue about it? I, and I agree with that and as that's, well. That's the point that I'm bringing up. And, yeah. and I think, you know, I think what this really comes down to is that we are in the middle of a spiritual war in Lynchburg. Because right now we have five people who've been elected to city council. They're all professing believers. And... You think what it's a, a spiritual war, or do you think it's a war of the flesh? People who, their egos and love of power are just overcoming any uh, anything else. So look, what's the Bible say? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against powers and principalities, right? Mm -hmm. so, so right now, the division that's between the five of us Republicans, the five of us that are professing believers, mm -hmm. that is not coming from god no it is that's not. coming from the other side and it is a tremendous opportunity for satan to make us all look like absolute fools on public display see i don't i don't know i think i'm gonna disagree and, with you and, a little bit on that and and i really and we can believe do that and, and and i really believe that so are you saying they're not believers nope that's okay. not what i'm saying okay. what i'm saying is is that the human flaws that each of us have yeah. including myself right we all have them are being used to humiliate us on the public stage and what what's happening is is that we are allowing it to i'm allowing that to happen mm -hmm. stephanie chris right jeff right larry nobody's innocent here right we're all allowing that to by happen. participating by participating in it. right right and allowing it to happen and that's what i mean by it's a spiritual war okay and um well, I mean, I think at this point, you're right, only uh, there, there's going to require some intervention for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I know, I, I mean, I, I do believe you. your heart is in the right place, but we have got to get to a point to where we are getting some serious things done for the city. Do you think that's going to happen? You think you're going to get there? I think it can happen. Okay. I know it starts, I know it starts with, with trying to... Uh, get a little redemption I, i've made yeah, mistakes i've 
said things that I shouldn't have said. That you wish you hadn't said, yeah. You know, I've upset people that I wish I hadn't have upset, and, well, and, I'm, and I'm sorry for that. And you know what, Marty? That's, uh, that's a good thing, because a real man takes ownership of that. So uh, we will check in with you again. I, we are praying for all of, uh, of city council that things can turn around and start getting accomplished. And I think that, that is my prayer. Everybody certainly. starts focusing on the citizen. Right. And not themselves. And not themselves. Right. We're going to be in good shape. Right. Marty, thank you so much for joining us here this morning on, uh, on the Morning Jam. CBS News thank is next. You. Bill Trefero coming up from the Roanoke News Desk. You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. Mild conditions continue over the next few days. I'm meteorologist Christian Johansson. For today, we'll see plenty of cloud coverage, some on and off showers possible in the morning, highs in the afternoon in the lower 60s. We'll see decreasing clouds Wednesday night with our lows in the mid to upper 50s. Thursday, we could see some records broken, mostly sunny highs in the lower 30s. Our next best chance of rain arrives on the weekend. And currently in the Lynchburg area, we have temperatures in the the 40s, but we're getting closer to 50 degrees. 47 in Lynchburg, 46 in Bedford, 47 in Roanoke and Salem, 50 in Danville, 46 in Appomattox and uh, in Amherst uh, this morning as well. Well, yesterday, the Supreme Court heard oral arguments over whether popular tech companies like TikTok and Google can be liable for harmful user-generated content on their sites. Uh, We are welcoming this morning uh, Thane Rosenbaum with us to talk about this subject. Um, That's a a tricky subject, isn't it? There's a lot going on there. Yes, Janet. Uh, You know, the, the tech companies have had the, you know, lay of the land for years because in the mid 1990s, Congress passed the uh, the Section 230 of the uh, uh, Communications Decency Act, which essentially created an immunity for tech companies, high-tech uh, social media companies, and, uh, and Internet platforms. Now, remember, in 1996, there was no Facebook, there was no Google, nobody right. ever heard of, no one heard of Twitter, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but these, what we did is we gave them this immunity because we wanted them to incentivize the building of the information superhighway. And they were saying, look, here's one thing you can do for us. Make sure that no, no one can ever sue us in civil liability for anything that we put on the Internet for someone else. If it's created by a third party, right, it's not, it's, we're not publishers. We're just a bulletin board. So leave us alone. If there's a lawsuit, it can't come to us. It's got to come to the entity. And so this case arises out of a family Gonzalez's, who sent their daughter to Paris to study abroad, and she was killed in a hail of bullets from ISIS. And the parents said, well, wait a minute, ISIS? They, they looked around and they said, you know, YouTube videos is, what, is the way ISIS fighters get recruited. Right. Uh, YouTube videos is how you learn how to make a bomb. Yeah. Uh, There's precious so little they, you can't find on YouTube. Right. And so it's right. And so, you know, they said, you're not a bulletin board. You're recommend. You're a curator of of violent content. Because remember, you know the tech companies mind. They gather our data, mm-hmm. right, so that they know what are, we like. 
So on YouTube, if you see one video, they start sending you more videos. Right. Now you've seen this, here's the other one. So they're saying, stop talking about you're not being a publisher. When you start recommending stuff, right, you are a much more active participant. And so therefore, it, can, it can't simply be that you're sitting here getting an immunity out of Section uh, 230 based on some false premise that you don't have a stake in the matter. You have a stake in the matter. You're not just a, a public square or a bulletin board. You are curating the content. You're targeting the audience. You're giving the audience what they you think they need, want, based on your algorithm. Not Once unlike a newspaper. Using, uh, okay. Yes, exactly. Right. And that's exactly right, the point, Janet, because the, the 230 is saying, originally saying, well, you're not a publisher, you're a bulletin board, right? You're not a publisher which or a media company that uh, technically where there'd be some regulation. We don't regulate you because you don't do anything. You just created a, a platform. So this, there's a case that was yesterday. There's another case today that involves Twitter also dealing with terrorism, um, and then in next term, in October, you're going to see two more cases, one coming out of Texas and one out of Florida, that deal with the way in which uh, these tech companies discriminate against viewpoints. Right. Meaning that they deplatform presidents or senators, you know, or they, you know, they, they ban the, the distribution, dissemination of the Hunter Biden story. So those cases are going to show up next year. Uh, but this year they're dealing with specifically 230, which is this immunity that was given to them. And the question is, do they deserve it? Well, and the other thing is, and, and I've talked to listeners this week about about this, um, in the last few years, particularly on um, places like Facebook, um, you'll have some posts, like if, like if I put up a, a post about my dog or you know, a meal that I've cooked or something like that. All kinds of people see it. There's all kinds of likes. There's all, all, but if there's anything remotely religious or political, it's like crickets. And right. there's got to be something more going on at, at play. The same people are not seeing my happy puppy post that are, are, are seeing me talk about the revival going on in Kentucky, you know? No, you're right. That's, that's what makes them not soapboxes, right? They're based on some premise that we all we are is the town square, and we give you an opportunity to get on a soapbox and say what you want to say. And the answer is, no, you don't. Right. Because in the Times Square, you know, on a village green, or, you know, you get to put up your soapbox and you get to be the one to attract the crowd mm -hmm. but today you guys decide what crowd gets to see what i'm going to say right now you, do you, you think you that's going to be their undoing well again that case is what you and i are just talking about really is the one that's coming up next year mm -hmm. the, the supreme court could have heard it this year uh what's happened is florida and uh, uh texas both pass laws, essentially addressing the concern you're raising, just to say, we're, we see what you're doing. You're limiting the content. You are viewpoint discriminating, right? You're mm -hmm. not neutral. Right. If you don't like stuff, you don't let everyone see it, Yeah. right? You, or you decide very few will see it. If you like stuff, you let everyone see it. So do, stop talking about yourself as if you're a, a soapbox. You pick favorites. 
you have uh, 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 you have uh, you know you have viewpoints and you discriminate against the ones you don't like. And we didn't give you an immunity. We gave you an immunity because you said you didn't care. Right. <laughs> that you were just building the highway. You didn't care who was driving on the highway. And now we learn you do care. Right. <laughs> and you discriminate and you favor some people over others. And, you know, like, for instance, Facebook, you know, uh, the Zuckerberg has said, we don't uh, take down Holocaust denial because we don't punish people for not knowing, for getting their facts wrong. This is like idiotic. Like it is. I mean, that's, Nazis, in, that's insanity. Yeah, yeah, he says we don't tend to punish people. He thinks the Nazis just didn't read enough books. And if they just read more books, they would love Jews and African Americans. That's, oh, that's what he actually says. But what he's really saying is we don't discriminate against Nazis because they, they, they like our platform and we want more users. Because the more users we have, the more advertising we can sell, the more data we can mine. So we don't want to discriminate any against anyone except that they have a viewpoint we don't like. And in this case, as we've seen, you know, they're remarkably, uh, you know, progressive in the sense that they donate to progressive candidates. They favor the comments and uh, of progressives Mm -hmm. and they have, you know, discriminated against uh, conservative voices, including deplatforming certain conservatives or or boycotting or banning. Uh, certain stories, like the Hunter Biden story. So this that case comes out of Florida and Texas that that passed laws recently that specifically punish internet companies for doing that. And the internet company, you can't do that. We have we have immunity based on Section 230. So that's coming up next year. But this comes out of something else, which is: Are you aiding and abetting terrorists? Right. Right. I mean, right. that's really what are you helping them? Because it sounds like you're helping them, you know. And by the way, Jen, the key point is that, you know, we're a very pro free speech society. Yes. The Europeans, right, are also liberal democracies, but they don't put up with Nazis. Right. We right. do. We love Nazis. Oh. They don't. Maybe because they know what Nazis really do. And here we have people like Zuckerberg who casually feel, you know, Nazis just get it wrong. And so the, in Europe, it's a whole other deal. They force Facebook and Twitter to, go, to hire thousands and thousands of monitors to go through the stuff to remove uh, hate speech, right? We don't have hate speech codes here in the United States. But the Europeans, again, they don't put up with this. So they make, they, they, they make it much more difficult uh, and hold these companies liable for certain content that here we would never do. And that's what this is about. Well, it's it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. And I think this is just the tip of the iceberg because we are so far behind. All of this is, has come upon us, I mean, so quickly, really, when you think yeah. about how not that long ago we didn't even have Internet. I mean, it's, it's still pretty new in the terms of, of our history um, we've got a lot of catching up to do. Legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum joining us this morning uh, on the Morning Jam. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. Anytime for you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with more on this uh, Wednesday edition of the Morning Jam, uh, including talking about the great restaurant debate. Should kids be allowed in fine dining restaurants? One restaurant from last week is getting beat up pretty heavily on social media and now 
Bon Appetit has weighed in. We'll be back. The definition of the word jam. To pack something tightly. A machine seizing or becoming stuck. A sweet preserve made from fruit. A common sense radio talk show. The Morning Jam. And listen to the Morning Jam. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam. Our number is 866-916-3776, 866-916-3776. Thanks for being a part of our radio family. Uh, my question to you this uh, quarter hour is, do children belong in fancy restaurants? If you if you go out for a, a nice meal um, with your significant other, maybe you're like me and my husband, we don't go out to eat very often. That's because he's very spoiled. Um and his thing is, I'll pay for a good meal, but it needs to be better than what we can make at home. And and he's quite good at the old grill. So even going out for a nice steak, uh, he has high expectations for. Um, but if you're going out for that nice dinner and you've got a table next to you and there are kids perhaps not behaving very well um, for your $100 meal, uh, do you think that's appropriate? Earlier this month, a New Jersey Italian restaurant, which doesn't sound very fancy, frankly, Nettie's House of Spaghetti. I mean, that doesn't exactly sound like, you know, could you pass the Grey Poupon? It, I don't even me. like spaghetti, so. Yeah, Nettie's House of Spaghetti. Uh, despite having a, a name that makes it sound like a children's restaurant, at least to me, um, they issued a statement saying that starting in March they would no longer allow children under 10 to dine at the restaurant. Now, that made a lot of headlines and kind of uh, sparked an ongoing debate, really, on whether or not banning kids under a certain age from eating at restaurants is a reasonable thing. And the debate, of course, is not new. Uh, I remember talking to my, to well, she was actually at that time, uh, one of my volunteers that I had for a nonprofit that I, that I worked for. And she talked about how, you know, back in the day, you had family restaurants. If it said family restaurant, then kids were welcome. But, it, but if it was a fine dining restaurant, children were not welcome at that restaurant. And you also had to wear typically a tie and collared shirts and that kind of thing. Um, it, it seems like there's there will always be a steady stream of new children coming into restaurants with their parents. And some of those kids are going to be loud and messy and uh, crying. That's, that's kind of the, the way it is. Um, but according to Bon Appetit, they're saying uh, the framing around restaurants is misguided. Dining has never been a matter of an individual's experience. It's a collective one. The contrast and even the friction between different people, young and old, loud and quiet, all existing in the same place, represents a restaurant at its best, this article says. Taking a shared interest in the raising of the community's children is an innately human practice that has all but disappeared from our lives. See, I'm sorry. 
But it is not my, although I will tell you, when we would go out to eat and kids were behaving badly, my children would look at me like, are you going to do something about that? Um, It is not my job to correct your children. It is your job. You're the parent. You are responsible for making sure that your, your children behave like decent people. Control your young when you have them out in public. I think this is more of a reflection of the fact that nobody wants to tell their kids no anymore than it has to do with people uh, not wanting to have that community experience. That, but to the phones now. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's it's going well. Talking about kids in restaurants. I know. I'm, I'm just sitting here listening, and I just got all kinds of things going through my mind. Well, share. As far as as a business owner, <laughs> as a business owner, um, I feel like I should have the right to pick and choose who I want to work for or who I want to allow to be part of my business. However, I feel like our culture has set a precedence that you can't discriminate people, especially when it comes to wedding cakes. So I'm kind of like, you know, I feel like that, I feel like they set the standard with the whole wedding cake that you can't discriminate who you can do business with or, or provide a, a service for. However, on the flip side, there are contests in other industries that don't allow certain skin colors to participate or certain genders to participate in. So I feel like this is another issue with America that we really don't have a standard to stick to unless it's a current um, social issue. And I don't think children dining in restaurants uh, meets that criteria right now. Yeah, well, uh, I can tell you there are a lot of people out there, though, and a lot of business owners who who think if, you know, if you're going to bring your three kids in and they're going to trash our tables and our carpets and you're just going to leave a, a pitiful little tip and not, you know, I, I can understand where that frustration would come from. It, it takes a lot more to wait on a table with a lot of children, typically. I, I mean, there's a lot of things at play there. Well, I, you know, we went to a local restaurant, uh, my wife and I, we went to, um, well, we love their food. It's Iron and Ale. Okay. And we went on a date night. It was the two of us. Okay. And um, now, do you they have children? Us, you know, no, we do not have children. Okay. All right. Continue. But we it was a it was a date night, and we've been in that issue with children being allowed on a date night. You're like, well, this kind of ruins the date. We well, we left our kids at home because we wanted to get a night out. Right. But they sat us on the back porch area. And we were there was a whole bunch of college students in there, and it felt like a sports bar than a nice restaurant like the interior yeah. side of Iron Nail. And it was very much a disappointment. And I told them, I said, you know, if you sit people out here, the prices of your menu should come down. <laughs> Significantly. And the you envi- should be selling beer by the, the bucket. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I couldn't even listen to my wife and have a nice conversation with her because they were screaming in there, laughing and having a good old time, which I don't want to hurt anybody for that but right maybe the hostess could read the room a little better don't put people that are on a date by tables with children at them or yeah. loud screaming college kids yeah yeah know? good advice very good advice <laughs> my friend thanks for calling in this morning right, appreciate ya. it trudy said uh if your kids can't act right you shouldn't be taking them out to disrupt other people's meals mine are five and seven they i've always known to sit in their seat and don't act like fools be respectful trudy same 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 thing here 
my kids were were very well behaved. Uh, and if they were not, they were removed immediately from the table and dealt with. But that doesn't happen all the time. Not anymore. I mean, I, I have been eating at a restaurant when kids have just been crying and crying and crying and crying and throwing things. And the parents are sitting there eating their eating their food like it's like no big deal. So the restaurant we would go to the most, which we still kind of go to the most now, we were kids. Well, it, it's open as we were a little bit older. My brother was probably around 10, let's say. Um, they had like this, they had like an arcade in it, like a little arcade. Okay. So anytime we'd go, my mom would just give us like two bucks. Yeah, and that's just right. like, go. And just go. Yeah, go. Go have fun. We'd go. order and then she'd like, go. And one then we'd the, go to the arcade. One of the biggest pushbacks I ever got, uh, and this was in morning radio, was we were talking about kids at um, like buffets. Yeah. And I had made the comment that, you know, buffets are great, especially for kids because they want to eat right away. But you need to accompany your children. Oh, yeah. You can't send them up by themselves. You don't don't be letting your kids go up under the sneeze guard and they're touching everything. And I had had an experience that weekend where that was going on. This kid was touching everything. I'm dangerous. I was dangerous around an ice cream machine. And they weren't old enough to be doing that. Well, I had... A listener called my boss and told told them that I hated children. And he's like, obviously, you're talking about somebody else because yeah. she loves children. I was going <laughs> to And I do love children, but I do expect that it was the parents I was put out with, not the child. I think there's a time where um, I, I should have been a near a parent every time I went up uh, at my, I guess, when I was little. So my dad, like, when my dad is in his family, he's 16, younger, 16 years younger than his siblings, so... My cousins on the same level are like a okay. little bit older than me, right? So I was like, so at uh, my dad's niece's wedding, so my cousin's wedding, I was I had to be like six, seven, maybe eight. Okay. She had a chocolate fountain. Oh no! Oh no! No no! And no. I was unsupervised at that chocolate fountain. Oh dear! My mom was so mad at me. I'll cause, bet. Because I had chocolate. I loved it. I had chocolate everywhere and you contaminated the chocolate fountain no, no i just had cho- i mean i would use the sticks i mean, I mean probably <laughs> maybe i didn't put my head under I it i worked but, a wedding one time but i i had chocolate you didn't homer simpson it every i didn't homer simpson it but okay. i definitely had chocolate like i would just over i would just like stand there and like put the put the strawberry on the stick dump it in just like shove it in there and then just shove it yeah, in my mouth yeah you would and been, i had chocolate if I had been your everywhere Annie, you would have been escorted over to your mother pretty quickly i have been at weddings where uh, two weddings actually where little kids were left to their own devices and they took their fingers and they raked the front of the um wedding cake now i'm getting invited to baby showers and That's that makes not- me feel old <laughs> Coming up, we have got uh, your local headlines with WDBJ7 on the way on the Morning Jam. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. Mild conditions continue over the next few days. I'm meteorologist Christian Johansson. For today, we'll see plenty of cloud coverage, some on and off showers possible in the morning, highs in the afternoon in the lower 60s. We'll see decreasing clouds Wednesday night with our lows in the mid to upper 50s. Thursday, we could see some records broken, mostly sunny highs in the lower 30s. Our next best chance of rain arrives on the weekend.
currently this morning, we have 50 degrees in Danville, 48 in Roanoke and Salem, 47 in Lynchburg and Bedford and Appomattox, and 46 in Amherst. Well, earlier in the morning, we were talking about that story out of uh, Lynchburg, where four juveniles have been charged following an incident at River Ridge parking lot at River Ridge Mall. 13-year-old, 14-year-old, 16-year-old, and a 17-year-old involved with that. Uh, firearms were taken in, two of those stolen. Uh, some were airsoft guns that look like regular guns. Um, there, it, It's a problem. We're seeing an uptick in things like this all over the region, including Roanoke. Roanoke has a crime problem, and they know it. Uh, city Council there also knows that some changes need to be made to bring those crime rates down. And now they're proposing to keep younger people out of crime scenes with a curfew. And uh, now if you think about that, uh, chances are even situations like the one in Lynchburg might have been curbed had there been a curfew in place. Of course, that would also work if the parents were doing what they're supposed to be doing too. Um, council... The Mayor Lee said, I just think we need to consider doing something to try to stem the tide and let young people know and let their parents know that this is a problem and we need to prevent these things from happening. He said, everybody's got guns and that he's concerned with the number of people who have been involved in gun activity, whether it's the victims or the perpetrators of violence. When it comes down to actually moving forward with a curfew, he wants public input first, he said, and has suggested a public hearing. Council member Patricia Boyd agreed that it would be good to see what the community thinks, um, saying that she thought it would be appropriate if they had a public hearing to assess what the community feels, what they think should happen, because it directly impacts them. At the, at the end of the day, though, I think a decision is, is going to have to be made whether the community likes it or not. I mean, there's, gonna, there's always going to be certain parents out there who aren't going to want to be inconvenienced with their kids and keeping track of them. I mean, that's harsh, but it's a reality. The specifics of what a curfew would look like uh, may be changed in the future. Right now, uh, they're looking at anyone 16 and under, which would be three of the four in that last story that we did. Uh, not everybody agrees with the curfew. Councilman Luke Pretty said, uh, I'll just say broadly, I don't support the idea of enforcement of a curfew. I think it criminalizes a person for an existence of their age where they exist and no other reason. I don't know that I agree with that. I mean, there's a reason why I had curfews for my children. And it wasn't to criminalize them. It was to keep them safe and focused and out of trouble. There's, there's a difference. It's not criminalizing them, but idle time can create issues with, with kids. When they've got a lot of time. My mother used to say, uh, when, when she would say, where are you going? And I would say, I'm going out. And she goes, no, we don't. Nope. Wrong answer. One does not go out, one goes to, and one comes back from. So you have a destination that you're going to. You're not just going to go around and roam the streets. So, you you know, you need to let me know where you're. And, and, of course, we didn't have cell phones then either. 
So you need to let me know where it is you're going, what time you're leaving and coming home. And then if I wasn't home by that time, I better be finding a payphone or Houston, we had a problem. Um, I think it's sad they even have to be having this conversation with kids 16 and under. But that seems to be where we are. Councilman Joseph Cobb said the public hearings would also be a good opportunity to hear from the public about other actions that could be taken in to address the issue. Are there ideas the public has that aren't enforcement-based but are additional service-based, he said. And the reason I ask that is when we look at the value and prevention and intervention work that's being done through extended hours at the library, through the parks and rec programming, that's proving to be very effective. Uh, Mayor Lee said, we're talking about lives here, life and death. Think about this in terms of life and death. Do you have a thought on this? 866-916-3776. If you do, uh, text in exactly if the parents care, they wouldn't be out there to begin with. Now, look, kids, kids can be pretty sneaky. I mean, there, there are some kids. I, I had a, a, a girlfriend who she was she was good at lying i was always fairly certain jesus or my mama was going to show up if i was anywhere where i wasn't supposed to be she did not share in that philosophy uh, at all and she would tell her parents she was somewhere and she was completely somewhere else and and it didn't even cross her mind it probably has now that she has her own children uh to the phone lines now good morning you're on the morning jam hi good morning there you know um i don't want to be the death horse but I just can't help but uh, chime in on on uh, the, the the crying kids in the restaurants, and it's like what you were oh, okay. saying. It's 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 not it's not the kids, it's the parents. And you go one step further. It's 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 the absence of a of a father figure that's in the home, and and they're just they're 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 falling like dead flies, and that's why. Like, for instance, at the River Ridge Mall, you know, those three or four boys, they probably don't have a dad in the home. And and uh, when there is a dad sometimes, I mean, I got a nephew. Uh, he's worthless as the day is long. Uh, he, he's a he's an addict to video games. Mm. You can't get him off the video games. And, and just completely clueless with, with his own three boys. Wait, back up, back the truck right. up. Your nephew right, is a de- uh, I, when you said your nephew was addicted to video games. I thought you were talking to like a fourteen-year-old. No, this is a grown man. A grown man. This is a, gro- a grown man in, in his uh, late twenties, early thirties. Oh, come I mean, on. I mean, well, I'm not, not come on for me. I'm just, I'm just calling a spade a spade. Wow, and it's it's a shame. It's a shame, they, and they and they escape to this fantasy world. Uh, and uh, oh, you had you had to come out in the real world sometime, girl. You 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 would you would just sit there, and you would have to have a carjack to to bring your your jaw back up because you just won't believe the things that happen. So it happens I, all the time. I I can't. First of all, I can't imagine. A wife putting up with that. Oh, oh. Um, and, and come on! Well, you, you, my just, daughter, you just don't realize. My daughter wouldn't. You just, my, no, no, but you just you you know 
that that's the thing. That's why when you go to a restaurant and you have a parent along with two or three kids and they're just completely out of control, they're like a tornado, mm-hmm. They and the word is they're oblivious. Yeah. They're completely oh, yeah. oblivious of what's going on. Now that I've they, witnessed. They, yeah. Yeah, and and uh, and and this is what happens, and 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 when you confront people like this, they they don't care. They they have it's like they or it's just, worse. How dare you to tell me how to raise my children? No, no, they won't even go there. They won't even go there. They just they just shrug their shoulders and say, "Well, you know, that's the way you think. That's fine." I mean, you can't even light a fire underneath their rear end to, to get it, you know, to, to to get them to stand up to anything. But that's the truth. Mm-mm-mm. And um, this this is what this is where our society is rolling. So when you look at children that are just out of control, now you begin to understand why. Yeah. Uh, and 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 uh, you know uh, you know I've I've raised two sons. They're they're both responsible. They have their careers. They have their families. I've got two grandsons. My oldest son came back to me. I don't know a couple months ago or so, somewhere around holidays, and said, "You know, Dad, you were a real hard ass in raising us." <laughs> he says, "But I want I want to thank you for that because right now I got to tell you something. I got to put up with some of the sorriest workers that I have to endure. <laughs> they they have they have no work ethic. Right. You have to tell them." every single step to do in a project and it's like they have no mental initiative at all yeah and i go yeah it's 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 it's, it's sad but true but um that's pretty crazy you know, it is i and, had a young and, dad uh, tell me this week um he referred to himself as the benevolent dictator in his house and he and his him. his wife had told him, you know, the the kids are going to hate you. And he goes, they might, they might hate me for a while, but hopefully when they're grown, one day they'll understand that I did it because I love them. And uh, and and I think that there's a lot of truth to that. You've really got to have the tenacity to to be able to not be liked sometimes. And that's true, not just with your children, you know. That's true. We we were on a family vacation in the Keys about twenty years ago, and uh, so we had all the nieces and nephews there, and we were renting a big house. Long story short, I started barking out orders: "You're going to take out the trash. You're going to clean the table. You're going to do this. You're going to do that." And I did it every single night. You know, when we all got back from the beach, and then fast forward fifteen, eighteen years later, well, I come to hear that one of them just completely got so mad at Uncle Kevin for <laughs> dishing out orders, for telling him to clean up uh, the table, taking out the trash, doing this, doing that. Well, guess where she's at now? She's oh, got dear. a great marriage. She's got, she's got a great marriage. She's got a great husband. She's got four kids. And she says, I was so thankful that Uncle Kevin just kicked my butt because now <laughs> I'm doing it to my kids. And I said, exactly. See, because they, they, don't, they don't have a model. But then, but then you see, you got four kids. You got four kids, and they all. I bet and, she's the and, drill and sergeant now. <laughs> yes, she is, right. and and she's a little petite thing, but she's got two twin girls, wow. and uh, I mean, they they toe the line. But you know, you either 
you either uh, discipline them when you when they're young, yeah, or the warden will discipline when they're when they're older. Yeah, very so true. The choice is yours. There you go. Thanks for All right, calling. Girl, in. I got to get back. We'll talk to you soon. All bye right, now. Bye. Uh, I play couple. video games. I almost asked Kevin, "Do you think I'm a bad person?" I don't know. I don't think. I think there's a difference in playing video games and completely abandoning. If you're living in squalor and you're pay, playing video games, I'm not that. If you, you know, if you're playing video games to the fact that you're neglecting your family and your no, significant other, well, there, it, it, it's an Great addiction. I don't have a significant other, really. So, but it's but it's an addiction like any anything else. A couple of uh, texts before we go to break. Um, talking about the curfews they're considering in Roanoke. Kids work. Kids have after-school events. They don't often arrive home before curfews. Again, proposing a curfew to punish the many for the few who are disruptive. All right, so that was one person's um, comment. And um, another person said, raise your kids or you end up raising your grandkids. Oh, yikes. And then another text, I don't have a name for this one, said, my late husband was addicted to computer games. The term for the wives was wow widows. Wow widows. It's a real and sad thing. Indeed. We'll be back with more here on The Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. Good morning. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to The Morning Jam. Nothing you can say, but you can learn how to play the game. It's easy. Nothing you can make. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam. Special thank you to uh, everybody who has texted in this morning and called in this morning. We appreciate you being part of our uh, radio family. We've had some good conversations this morning. Uh, Keeping you updated on things that could be in short supply in 2023, this seems like a good time to uh, plug a new show that looks like it's going to be joining us uh, sometime in March, Sustainable Living Made Easy. Uh, I'll be doing that show on Saturday mornings, 8 to 9, with sustainable living expert Glenn Bobbitts. He does a lot of the workshops in the area. Uh, This is not just about gardening and that type thing. It's also about how to live more independently, how to, um, you know, make sure that you can take care of yourself if another pandemic comes or as we're dealing with some of these shortages uh, or if things get, you know, kind of kind of bad. Uh, How do you deal with those high energy bills? What can you do to uh, counteract that um, and it's uh, I think it's going to be a really good show he is a wealth of knowledge no doubt about that I enjoy just having the conversations with him so we'll keep you posted on that I have a question we for head you into March yes are you uh, so this is related to your homeland um, are you a Guns N' Roses fan not really I mean they're fine I mean they're going back on tour did you see that ah uh. And one of the places is Knoxville, so oh, it made me think of it. Yeah. Okay. Look, I've got I've got some friends that still. I mean, they will be all over that. They uh, will be right there. Speaking of that guy used used to host this show. Yeah. Um, you know, he's big. Uh, we're both big NASCAR fans, but there was a Guns N' Roses car this weekend. Really? It was actually the best looking car. Guns N' Roses car promoting yeah. their tour. Yeah. So here I'll 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 show you a photo. Very interesting. 
Well, we won't be talking about Guns and Roses on the sustainability show, but well, you'd be um, you could be talking about roses. Uh, well, uh, maybe except you can't eat those. Oh, that's a cool car. Yeah, so Agreed. they did the you know yeah. the classic logo. That's very cool. He tried to slash through the field. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. I hear. Where I think you're I. From. I think I. Uh, I quote. I quote tweeted uh, the thing, and I said, "He'll be. He'll be in the Eric Jones. That's that was the driver. Will be. Uh, he'll be in the jungle, and he'll need a sweet child of mine to get the win. Wow. You know. You and you and Salty have more in common than I'd like to think about. Actually, I went. I'm from Hanover, Virginia. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you know, last year was a bad year for food shortages. Um, eggs, baby formula, all of those were very hard to find. Uh, looks like this year could see its own batch of food shortages. Uh, here is what consumers might want to start thinking about. Of course, we've talked about, you know, some of the the rice issues. That uh, is continuing from, from 2023. Corn. Historically, the Ukraine has been the world's largest provider of corn that's all changed since the russia invasion and which doesn't seem to have any end in sight sadly Uh, as such we will be seeing less corn and that's a pretty major issue since corn uh, is an ingredient in so many other american products including chips and salad dressings even sodas Uh, so that's that's going to be reflected corn talking about corn i have a song for corn you, so there's this interview about a kid, and they made a song out of it. Have you heard this? I have not. Oh, this is this is. Ex- I really like corn. What do you like about corn? It's corn. <laughs> wow. Well, you're gonna have to learn to learn something else. That poor son. kid. He's he's gonna be very upset. I know that was a little off topic, but a, I a I little just, bit. You're very ADD today. Uh, that was so. Fu- I I just I'm trying to keep you hip. You just had to share. Oh, thanks. I'm so keeping much. you hip because you know that's my top priority. I know is to try to be hip, <laughs> hip to be square. Uh, bread, bread, flour, wheat shortage likely on the horizon, and a money shortage too. So that both so types of bread. Right. Exactly. Uh, Ukraine and Russia once again accounting for close to 20% of the world's cereal grain production. Uh, so that's going to be a problem. And it's not even that, you know, everybody's got to be low carbonate or making sandwiches out of lettuce wraps. <laughs> I was going to say, everyone's switching to the keto diet. Yeah, that's <laughs> literally, but not with keto bread. Uh, vegetable oil. Several vegetable oils like canola, sunflower, uh, soybean, palm oil are expected to be in short supply. That uh, includes Indonesia's decision to halt the export of palm oil. And, of course, we've got droughts, too, around the area. Uh, Baby formula looks like that's not going to go away anytime soon. That's expected to last through the spring, at least, of 2023. the maker of Infamel shortage is persisting mainly because of the issues that led to the initial shortage last year, including recalls, labor shortages, that kind of thing. Uh, champagne. There has been a huge surge in consumer demand for champagne between 20 and 21. Sales leapt by 64%. What the heck is that about? Why? 
Demand persisted through 22, putting a stress on the producers, now struggling to keep up with the supply. Are you, like, celebrating your survival of, of 2020? Was that what that is? I'm not really a big fan, personally, but that's just me. And then uh, canned pet food. Um, aluminum shortages are going to be causing that to be harder to come by. But isn't that going to impact, like, all canned goods? Not just dog food. If there's an aluminum supply, isn't that going to affect a lot of different foods hmm i don't know so just a few things to keep in mind as you work to get through this next year so i don't know hey a sealed first generation iphone from 2007 went to auction starting bid was twenty five hundred dollars final bid was twenty five hundred dollars the starting bid I know was twenty five hundred. No, I'm saying did Oh no, it sold for sixty three thousand three hundred and fifty six dollars. Nice. Why? why I don't understand. Uh the lady said she received it as a gift in two thousand seven, never opened it because she had just gotten a new cell phone. I didn't want to get rid of my phone. I figured it's an iPhone. It'll never go out of date. <laughs> Little did you know. It was out of date before you even opened the box. Well, maybe not in 2007. Just now, it's like that. So, hey guys, we'll be back tomorrow. Looking forward to spending Thursday with you here on the Morning Jam. Again, thank you for uh, all your calls and texts. We appreciate it. Have a great day. You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville.